News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, controversial legislation overriding parts of the Northern Ireland Protocol is to be published finally by the UK government today. Former Special Advisor to James Brokenshire, talk radio presenter and political editor Peter Cardwell joins me now. Peter, you're very welcome to the programme. Uh, it hasn't been published just yet, but there was uh, lots of information in the papers over the weekend about what this legislation is going to contain. So what can we expect? Well, I think it's going to try attempt, I suppose, to deal with a number of issues for Boris Johnson. There are so many people uh, here in Ireland, I suppose, who are, will be very contemptuous of a lot of it, who will be very suspicious of the fact that they think that uh, we don't know just yet, but certainly the expectation is that it will breach international law, um, that there will be measures within this legislation that will unilaterally allow the UK government to make decisions that are contrary to what they signed up to in the Northern Ireland Protocol. So there's scepticism there in terms of what will be there, but certainly in terms of goods coming into Northern Ireland, a number of uh, political parties in Northern Ireland, a number of businesses say actually what is the case at the moment in terms of the regulation is fine and they can live with it. The problem I would argue is that in October, coming down the line very rapidly, are uh, many, many more bits of the regulation that haven't been implemented yet that will mean huge changes. If you want to send a chocolate bar between London and Belfast, you're going to have to send uh, sign a, a customs declaration. You're going to have to put uh, some paperwork on that, never mind if you're going to send something which is in any way uh, more difficult, like uh, plant seeds, like flowers, like uh, meat, for example. We've heard about the sausage wars, and there it will become much more complicated. So this is a real low in so many directions. The three bits of the Belfast Agreement were the sort of internal bit of Northern Ireland, and that's really bad because the DUP are refusing to go into government with Sinn Féin at the moment. The North-South bit, well, those North-South bodies between the Irish government and the Northern Ireland government are just not uh, functioning at the moment and haven't for months and the east-west relations between mm. Britain and Ireland, which are really at a, a low, a very big low. I suppose um, there is a bit of passage of time, isn't there, between this uh, legislation being introduced and it actually becoming you know, law. We could be talking up to a year and we could see this uh, legislation really challenged in the House of Commons. Yes, I think the House of Commons will be uh, will challenge it, actually for a number of reasons, not just in terms of those kind of reasons that I've pointed out and the reasons that many Irish people may have, take issue with this, um, but also actually from the other side, the, the ERG, the European Research Group, the very strong Brexiteer group of the Conservative government will say that in some ways it doesn't go far enough, um, in some ways that the European Court of Justice's rule, for example, is something they want to uh, they want to challenge even further than this legislation goes. So Boris Johnson is actually facing uh, trouble from this on both sides, really, of the argument. You're absolutely right that the House of Commons could be tricky. The House of Lords, the mm. secondary chamber, could be even more difficult. There are an awful lot of uh, more sort of pro-Remain figures there. who Pro-EU figures. Sort of pro-EU figures, pro-Remain figures, who are kind of against this anyway in concept. You're absolutely right, Kira. Uh, is there any expectation that the EU, who, let's face it, are not going to react well to this, but that they would actually retaliate? 
Well, there are there is definitely a real uh, worry about a trade war and how they may um, impose tariffs and so on. Now, the EU, you could argue, have actually been pretty reasonable in a lot of this. They've suspended legal action. They've put their counter proposals. The UK government will say, well, those counter proposals don't work and um, there's no issue here. They have been locked in negotiations for 16, 17 months on all of this and there has been some attempt at progress but they're just a total loggerheads on exactly what can be uh, taken out of this it's really complicated it's the bit of brexit you know for so many english voters they were told you know get brexit done oh brexit's been done and then there's this bit that just absolutely is not done but it only affects a very small uh, part of the uk population you're talking about two percent of people in northern ireland uh two percent of of the uk population in northern ireland and there's just not a lot of interest really from a lot of people in england so the eu of course is very interested in this because it, it it's a big press precedent it affects a lot in terms of their uh their abilities to trade um so it's so controversial and will continue no matter what this legislation does and we know this uh, legislation, I think it says uh, it's going to override the role of the ECJ. I think it'll say abolish all customs checks. Um, but the UK are saying repeatedly that it doesn't breach international law and that it protects the Good Friday Agreement. And we understand that they're going to publish legal advice to that uh, effect today. But are there questions over the source of that legal advice? Yes, indeed. And who was consulted and when? And uh, the first, the the most senior lawyer in the UK, well, that's the Attorney General, but but in terms of a a sort of civil servant, that's someone called the First Treasury Council, sort of pretty ancient title, a guy called uh, Sir James Eadie. So a lot of questions over when he was consulted, where the source of this advice comes. I mean, law is a debate. um, And I think that uh, you know, it, it's very difficult, and the UK mm-hmm. government will say, "Well, look, you know, the the EU breaches international law sometimes right. with World Trade Organization rules that are broken, and so on." But all right, I think we have um, just lost Peter Cardwell there. Um, Peter Cardwell, the former special advisor to James Brokenshire. Uh, thanks for taking the time to speak to us this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.